Hello and welcome to week two of the Hoop Scoot podcast. My name is Nate with my pod pal Phil. Yo, what it do, baby? And we are here for the second Hoop Scoot pod. We're here going to give you guys all of the information on the first week in the NBA. Um, and looking ahead to next week, Phil, it's here. We got to talk. It, it's fine. It is upon us. It is upon us. We're going to get right into it. As always, thank you for listening. If yes, you listen thank to, you to the very marginal few that listen for now. Marginal, but it's it's now not it's now just not just the moms. So yeah, we're getting like two or three. We're getting but, two or three pity follows from friends. But as always, if you liked last week's pod, thank you for tuning in again. Maybe listen to the first time, and that's cool too. But um, regardless, follow us on Twitter if you can at Pod for all the best content, all the best memes from my friend Phil, and all of that good stuff. So Phil, let's get into it. All right. All right, Phil, now that we are here and that we saw, got a little bit of a taste of some of these teams and players that we were really looking forward to seeing all summer, what caught your eye the most in the first week? What are some interesting storylines that you saw develop? Um, anything that you're looking forward to seeing? Just, just give me something. Give me something here. You want something? I want something. I'll give you a little, little taste. I'm just talking about the draft class from this year because mm-hmm. there's a lot of different spots where people are looking nice. John mm-hmm. Morant, R.J. Barrett, Kobe White's even looking good. He's figuring it out, but I mean, he's still, when he's trying to figure it out game one, he still had like 16 points. And the next game, I think he had like 27, 26. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it just shows like the depth of the of the draft. And I think like if they progress as the way they're looking, this could be a very good draft class when we look back. Yeah, the the, the, uh, the rookies have definitely been impressive. Um, obviously, I've watched a lot of R.J. Barrett. And I'm not going to lie, R.J. Barrett was kind of scaring me in the summer league. Uh, he was... Oh, I know. He was looking – it wasn't just the shot making. It was the fact that there were times out there when he didn't look like he had a feel for the game. He was forcing things. He couldn't really do his whole bully ball athleticism thing that he has done through high school and college. But, man, he has looked impressive in these first few games. Obviously, the Knicks have not been able to win. But R.J. Barrett, he's the best player on the team. I mean, honestly, he is the most – It's mo- not even arguable. He's it's the, crazy. He's the most effective player – he can pass. His three-point shooting has been really good. His free-throw shooting has been a struggle, but, you know, that'll come with time. I think that's more of like a nurse thing um, more, more than anything. But he is good. He he feels he looks comfortable with the ball. He can play point. He can play off-ball. Um, he's not going to wow you with crazy dribble moves, but he's kind of got that solid, like, robotic-looking dribble almost where he kind of has control of it, but he's not going to – put any crazy cross crossovers on or anything but yeah you know he's a little clunky but efficient. a little clunky but efficient finishes really well still very left hand dominant but oh yeah but he's strong for now very strong very strong finisher he's been fun to watch um john morant really good i just finished watching that nets nets grizzlies game from today and whoa i mean he put on (laughs) he put on a show today his speed and athleticism it's on par with john wall from when he was a rookie but i think he shoots better than john wall already um my only thing with John Morant is he looks tiny. I know you love to say he, how tiny I he like, looks. I like John Morant, but he looks, like, tiny. He may look tiny, but he's actually taller than you think. He, he's... I, I don't mean, like, like crazy no, I tall. Know. I mean, like, he's looking pretty rail thin. Yeah, and, like, definitely. that's good and all for now. But, like, once you get in the middle of the season, your body's tired and you got to fucking bang with Bull Bull. <laughs> you got to go, gotta go put a floater up with... A taco fall? I don't know. I don't think you're going to be able to get that off or bang with any. Like, if you're bodying Greg Monroe, I don't think you're going to be able to do it, man. 
No, you're right. I mean, I get what you're saying. I mean, he's never going to be a guy who's going to be, you know, a brawny point guard who's going to body you with the paint. But, yeah, he definitely has to put a little bit of muscle on. But he's so fast, and he jumps so high, um, and he's got such a good feel for the game. Right. I think I think he's, he's, a, he's a really special player. And Yeah. Um, I agree. I haven't gotten the chance to watch too much Kobe White, honestly, but I was a Kobe White fanatic. I I know you are, but yeah, I'll I'll definitely watch the Bulls and Knicks tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to seeing him. Yeah, um, I've been uh I've been tweaking some Knicks because I haven't been able to watch. I've been busy, so I've been just sneaking RJ <laughs> Barrett YouTube highlights for the past three games. And I gotta tell you, it's very impressive. He is very he just, impressive. He just figures out a way to score no matter who he's up against. And I mean, it's not like he's playing against blowhards. He's playing. He's Getting bodied by Marcus Smart, yeah. he's guarded up by uh, Demar Derozan for probably the large chunk of the game in San Antonio, mm-hmm. and that's nothing to nothing, you know. No, absolutely, um, definitely on the same page with you with that one. Um, so something that I tried to pay a little bit of attention to. There's been so many games; it's hard to watch all of them. But um, the teams that I've been really paying attention to are the teams kind of with, and this is like a broad statement. You know, everybody's interested in these teams, but the teams with new cores. Um, and how they've been looking. And I've been paying a close attention to these teams. Namely, I'm talking about the Lakers, the Clippers, the Rockets. Um, Jazz. Jazz, Celtics, um, Pelicans. Teams that like were kind of revamped. And I've just been paying, paying attention to who has been kind of smoothly transitioning and who's been looking a little clunky, you know, a little bit like they're walking in mud. Um, teams I've been impressed with. Boston started out shaky, but... And I know they just played the Knicks, so it wasn't the not playing you know world beaters over there. But I they got some real talent on the outside, and I'm I'm yeah no they got three switchy wings when Gordon Hayward's leg is connected. Mm-hmm. And Kemba Walker is he's not the talent that Kyrie Irving is, but he's really smooth. And um, he fits the role well. He does he fit it better than Kyrie did. And I think he has that many point mm-hmm. scores and more the personality fit as well. Right. Um. I th- and I like I like what the Pelicans are doing a lot too. Even though they've lost all three of their games, I they just... look impressive doing it. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, they're a young teams, so you kind of expect them to lose some of those games down the stretch. And they played three good teams. They played the Raptors, um, Mavericks, and Rockets. Three teams who are projected to. I mean, Mavericks kind of they're in the same realm as them, but three teams that are going to be solid. You know. Um, yeah, they're going to be competing for playoffs or a playoff lock. Yeah, and they. They play hard. They play really good defense. I I tweeted. I think that Drew Holiday and Lonzo Ball could be the best defensive backcourt in the NBA. Oh, I agree with that they're, by far. Yeah, they're just super athletic, running and ball hawking all over the floor. Um, Brandon Ingram, like, whoa, Brandon Ingram has played to a new level, and I'm going to talk about him. No, I know, I know that's because, your love affair for Brandon Ingram. We don't need to go over I mean, it now. Oh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna get into Brandon Ingram later, but. Yeah, how about you? Have you has any of the new new core teams caught your eye in particular? Um, in a good way. Um, I haven't seen a lot of good things yet, but I mean, it's it comes with the territory because they're still kind of meshing. But one thing mm-hmm. I really was kind of like that shook me a little was like the Lakers because mm-hmm. they game one against the Clippers, you knew they were gunning. Like LeBron was going to be at full tilt. AD was trying to show something, and they were going to try to just pull out all the stops just to get this measly first game of the year win just to prove themselves over the Lakers or the Clippers. Mm -hmm. But I mean, LeBron and AD were great. Don't get me wrong, but like Danny Green was amazing. Everyone past that was just like low level bench players thrust into a role. Like you were depending on Jarrett Dudley for like 
seventh minute type, seventh man type scoring, like facilitating in minutes. Like you can't do that. If Jared Dudley's yeah. your seventh man, you're scary in a bad yeah. way. I get what you're saying. Uh, the Lake did not play well. They didn't play well. They played a lot better against the uh, the Jazz. They beat the Jazz. Well, the Jazz have been uh, not too hot. Yeah, so I don't far. know. I don't know what's going on with Mike Conley. <laughs> My poor boy from the from the Memphis Grizzlies. I don't He's know. What it, I don't know what's going on with Mike Conley either. But. Um, Shots out to my boy, Mike. He'll Conley. be all right. He'll be all right. But with, with the Lakers, what what I've been seeing is, well, first of all, they're not fully healthy. Okay, they're missing what projects to be the third best player in Kyle Kuzma. So we can't right. we can't fully judge them yet. But oh yeah, of course. Um, it's been kind of interesting how they're using Anthony Davis. They are not pick and rolling him like people thought they would. Um, they just like well, he doesn't want to play center. That's like the big thing. For some reason, he has some taboo against playing center, and I don't get that. It's obviously his best position, but he's, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> he doesn't have to play center to set screens for people, though. I mean, do you remember? That's true, but, I mean, I guess in the the coaching situation strategy, he has, like, centers are more the role man. Yeah. Pick and role man. But you remember that series, I'm sure, when the Pelicans just obliterated the Blazers when they swept them um, uh, with Drew Holland and Anthony Davis. Right, um, yeah. And, I mean, that was – it was screen and – it was screen and roll with Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis right. Lobbed just, Anthony Davis. Just – I mean, they, they easy couldn't automatic. do anything with him. And right now they're just kind of spoon feeding Anthony Davis in the post, like just just giving him the ball and saying go to work every play. Um, yeah, no, it's almost like, a- like LeBron's forcing it because he's just trying to make yeah. him. They're like trying to, I don't know, maybe like favor him too much and just like kitty him. So he's like, oh wow, this is pretty easy. Yeah, just they around. just yeah they may just w- just really want to kind of hammer into AD's head like we're gonna we're gonna go as far as you take us and. This you're is a dap boy, and you got to do what you got to yeah. do. Like, I'm watching the Lakers game right now, actually, and they just did the same exact thing. Um, so they're, playing the, they're playing the Hornets, so that'll probably just work a lot better. But you want to get yeah. Bismack Biyombo down there. <laughs> sure Cody Zeller's not going to put a body on him? Cody, uh, Cody Zeller hit a three earlier. Lakers are actually losing, but anyway. <laughs> okay, well, give it time. You see Tristan Thompson hit his first three today? Did he? Yeah, it was ugly. I did not see that. I need, oh, I need oh to, my God. I need to check that out. Um can't say I've watched the Cleveland Cavaliers yet. I actually just caught tickets, though, to the Cleveland Cavaliers versus the Knicks on November 10th. Ooh. So that'll Thanks be Thanks for fun. that invite, man. Damn. Yeah. No. Yeah. I feel you. Ain't nothing like that. <laughs> um, anyway. But, yeah, Lakers, a little weird of a team. Um, they're going to be a team to watch out for, obviously, because, you know, how could they not be? But, uh, yeah, they could have gotten blown out by the Clippers, honestly, if Danny Green didn't just go absolutely bananas in the third quarter. I mean, I've never oh, seen Danny. I just want to say one thing. Yep. Pat Beverly is he's gotten to the point where he's just the annoying Draymond now. Are I you, guess Draymond's are you, falling off. Are you sick of Pat Bev? I'm not a fan. I mean, I like how he's just like grit and grind, but like he talks way too much to be that okay <laughs> at everything else besides defending. <clears throat> yeah, I see what you mean. Uh, it's, it's, like he's just Draymond last year. He just talked nonstop shit, and then he would only play like pretty good defense and nothing else. <laughs> nothing else brought to the table. He makes threes. Okay. Um, okay, I'll give that to him. <laughs> he can he can make a three. Yeah, he can, he can get a little annoying though. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of fun though. That, that like LA rivalry is kind of fun because like I know. Yeah, it's so the, much fun. the Clippers are like really leaning into it. I mean, they got a squad. Yeah, obviously, uh, that that you see that Kawhi Leonard New Balance commercial. Yes. Yeah. It is his city. If anybody hasn't seen that, definitely go watch it. It's like it, I saw that and I was like, whoa. It was a statement. Right. I mean, New Balance. We can't say too much about the commercial, or else we're not going to get sponsored by New Balance. 
I like the commercial. New Balance can sponsor us all. I mean, man, I can sponsor by right. Nike, but <laughs> are you here, New Balance? No, no, no. You stick with one person, and we already picked New Balance. You guys sponsor? No, I'm down New Balance. I think that was an awesome commercial. But yeah, it's pretty much just all saying right, Kawhi is here to take the city, and I'm all for it. You know, this LA rivalry is going to be awesome. I'm expecting Western Conference Finals between these two teams, but uh, we'll talk about some stuff in terms of the other Western Conference teams. But um, yeah, let's get into some of our other stuff, Phil. Let's get into some of our weekly. Um, review teams and teams that did well and not so well. How about it? All right, Phil. Obviously, in the first week, you're going to have some teams that impress, some teams that don't impress. What are some teams that after the first week you're thinking they might be better than I thought? Um, I don't know about better than I thought, but I'm definitely riding the Sixers wave right now. Yeah. I'm thinking just overall looking at them, no matter – their record right now, like, they're just looking dominant because mm-hmm. they just have so many multifaceted players, and they're able to stretch the floor, floor regarding Ben Simmons at all times. Yeah, six, and if Ben six, Simmons can semblance at any point some kind of shot in the paint and a little bit beyond, then they're looking a lot more, like, considerably. Six, Astronomically. Six, yeah. Sixers are definitely looking nice. Right now they're sitting at 2-0. Um, haven't played... Um, they only played two games, and they beat the Celtics, which is nice, obviously. And then they uh, they put the beats on the Pistons. Um, I'm very encouraged by what Tobias Harris is doing because they need him to be a productive player. Because without Jimmy Butler, you know, we know what Ben Simmons is. He's that facilitator who's going to go downhill off the break, and he's going to make plays happen. But he's not somebody who's going to ISO and take um, the other team off the dribble. We know Joe Embiid. He's Hell of a player, but mostly on the block. Um, don't want to give him too much heavy dose. We know kind of want to save him for when it really counts. Tobias Harris, he needs to be the filler guy that's just going to give you buckets, make open shots, and so far he's playing nicely. Exactly. Tobias Harris got to fill that third banana role where he's just doing all the stuff that they need. And right now that's just scoring, whether it's ISO or just through team play. He's consistent right now. I mean, it's only two games, but he's looking very much like he's – fell into his role and he's comfortable with it. Yeah. Um Tobias Harris, um he's 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 shooting he's shooting nicely from three right now. He's six for eleven from three two, two games. Um in the second game, Joel Embiid sat and um they need Tobias Harris to step up for them to win that game. They only won by six points despite playing the Pistons. Um and he stepped up. He gave him twenty nine on ten of fifteen. Um beautiful. Can't ask for much Artistry. better than that for Tobias Harris. So yeah, I'm on board with you there. But uh, Sixers Definitely looking nice. Um, it's it's always encouraging when you can win games when you're Philadelphia without Joel Embiid, because I think if you told the Philadelphia 76ers you can play Joel Embiid 30 games in the season and and find yourself with 50 wins, they'd sign up for it because they just want Joel Embiid fresh. They want him. They want him. They want to be careful. They want to be careful. They don't want him getting hurt. So if you can get Tobias Harris giving you buckets in these games against the Pistons, where you want to win the game but you don't want to, um, you know, exude all the to- efforts you have to. Exactly, and and Tobias Harris can just give you a clean twenty nine. That's nice. That's nice if you're a Sixers fan. If you can rely on consistent Kylo Quinn minutes, that's mm-hmm. a, it's a heaven sent. That's another thing. Philadelphia, the biggest question mark I think was depth. We know how loaded their first five are: um, Simmons, Embiid, Tobias, Horford, Josh Richardson. I mean, that is a nice five. Those are five really good players. Um, rest in peace, the, Bobby. Rest in peace, Bobby. Rest in peace, Fultz. <laughs> <For> <laughs> <real>. <laughs> but um yeah, if you can get 
quality production out of those six through eight guys. You're sitting pretty. Philadelphia definitely looking nice early in the season. Um, my I t- want to send a, a, a milk carton missing to Zaire Smith because where has he been? <laughs> and he's nowhere on the roster. Is he not on the roster? It seems like he's not on the roster. Uh, I, I looked it up. Is he on the G League roster? Is that where um, he is? He's, he's been he's, relegated. Yeah, he's with the Delaware. He's with the Delaware Blue Coats right now. <laughs> I just, I just got relegated. <laughs> I just looked him up. Dyer uh, Smith was sent to the Delaware Blue Coats, so um, hopefully he does well down there. But um, yeah, we're gonna hold off with the Zaire Smith uh, project for now. <laughs> I, uh, All I'm saying is, if he comes back and he's just an athletic. Finisher, pace pusher. Yeah, and you got Matisse Thibel. Yeah, that's a it's a beautiful the, the, combination. The, the, Thibel, your second... the, the Thibel hype is real. I like Thibel. Yeah, his, good guy. Defense, good guy in general. His defense is scary, but I think wingspan wins games. I think we might have to hold we off on the uh, Zaire Smith. We might have to chill with that. I can't. <laughs> um, my team for a team that is impressed has impressed oh, yes, me. So enough far. about me, please go on. Yeah, yeah, enough for you. But anyway, Phoenix Suns, Phoenix Suns, baby. They're playing some basketball. I am so impressed with what Phoenix has done so far. Two and one. They just beat the Clippers. Suns beat the Clippers. It was a close game. The Suns beat the Clippers. Can we, can we pay some respect? I mean, I'll, I'll respect paid. I mean, we but... we we all know how good the Clippers looked those first two games. I mean, they are loaded. They have the best roster in the NBA, and the Phoenix Suns is not, they they beat the Clippers. No DeAndre Ayton. Aiton is not playing. They, they, he's off hitting a bowl somewhere. Who knows? I don't even know what that was. That's kind of weird. But he's uh, just ripped a fat bowl. <laughs> I respect it. They beat the, they beat the Kings in their first game. The Kings are struggling, but they beat them. Hmm. They actually beat the the breaks off nine points. Um, and they lost to Denver in OT. I mean, the Phoenix is out here in the tough West playing really good games, and they're getting production out of guys that like like. Who thought they'd be getting production out of? It? I mean, Frank Kaminsky is having like a resurrection out in Phoenix. I mean, the is, guy is Ricky Rubio really the the initiator for this offense? Is he the key to unlocking the Suns' offense? Rubio didn't even play last night. I think he's hurt right now, actually. Oh my god, it must just be some <laughs> off the court kind of stuff. He's that kind of leader. Maybe um, respect to Rubio. Yeah, shots he, out. He was I know he's listening night. to the pod right now, but shots out, bro. They got Javon Carter, West Virginia, on the point right now, actually. Scrap, okay, scrappy little defender. He is scrappy. That's the only way to <laughs> to find him. But giving you production out of these guys that like you just wouldn't think were gonna be contributing so much to NBA team. I mean Dario Saric, who we all know Dario Saric, but he's back contributing. Maybe he gets a little bit of a career resurrection to Phoenix. Um, it's just nice to see Phoenix playing like actual defense. I feel like every year for the past two or three seasons, Phoenix has just been the team where you can just go into Phoenix and. Even your fifth or sixth guy can go in and score 25 points. They're actually out there playing defense. Aaron Baines out there laying the wood for him. Um, and it's nice to see somebody make shots besides Devin Booker on this team. Um, if Phoenix can compete, that would be fun. Yeah. Talk more about the uh, Kings. I know you mentioned them frequently, briefly. Yeah, the Kings, I don't know what's happening in Sacramento. It is scary. Buddy Hill got the bag and he gave up. <laughs> I don't even know what's happening in Sacramento. Um, it started off poorly after that first game. Marvin Bagley was announced out for four to six weeks. So that was that was, that was bad. Um, and now they're 0-3. Um, people are already calling for Luke Walton's head. <laughs> I, I know that when we were talking about our coaches that might be in the chopping block in our first pod, 
Um, Luke Walton was not one of the coaches. That he was not mentioned. mentioned at all. But we just assumed they would be good. So I mean, who they played their first three games? Maybe it's just it's just schedule. Well, the the thing is this, Phil. It's they played the, West- the Suns. They lost. I know. The thing is this, Phil. Though it's the Western Conference. Okay, you can't be like every game is hard. You know, I mean, you can't just. I'm be not like, gonna argue with you on that. But yeah. if you're playing Clippers, they lost to Phoenix, Portland, and Utah. Okay, those two teams are actually. I mean, those two teams are top of the conference in the West. Well, they, Obviously, they, they the, scored the 80 points the, against Utah. They scored 80 points. Okay, well, I'm just trying not to, to kill the, the Sacramento Kings too much. I feel bad for Sacktown as it is. They're about to be the um, Seattle Supersonics again. Really? They, lose their franchise. they just, got, they just mean, got that new arena. I think they're chilling. For now. But, I yeah. mean, if one team was to get switched up right now, probably them. Maybe. Well, Maybe Charlotte. That's that's about it. Um, it doesn't matter. Listen, I like Sacramento. I, I De'Aaron Fox is probably one of my favorite NBA players, but they are just. I mean, like in a year where they were supposed to kind of not make the next sense in the step where they become contenders, but really kind of square themselves like in a playoff position. Maybe that I don't think a lot of people were expecting a playoff spot, but no, they were expect- planning on another outside looking in type of. But they were expecting them to be competing. Yeah. They could turn it around. No, of course they can. It's just a tough start. And I know I haven't watched too much of the Kings yet, but just kind of scoping through Twitter, it seems like a lot of Sacramento Kings are already displeased with Luke Walton. Um, Do you think that maybe we could be looking at a Walton early exit? I mean, I don't know. I think so. I mean, if they keep going, if they keep riding that ship of just L's, and there's no um, tanking for Lamelo in sight. I think they're just gonna they're gonna be like we gotta change something up. But I mean, realistically, if you're the Kings and you fire Luke Walton tomorrow, what do you where do you go from there? I know. I don't know. I mean, I don't think they would um, anytime soon. Vlade Divac is known to be very kind of gung ho for his uh, staff, his, for his staff and for his players. It's kind of he he likes to be confident in the personnel that he picked. So he's not going to give up on this so quickly. But I was never a fan of Luke Walton. I don't think he handled his players well at all in Los Angeles. Um, I was never a fan of his rotations. I'll be interested to watch some more Sacramento games. Um, yeah, Luke Walton does not possess either of the two qualities that make you a good NBA coach. He's not a good rah-rah guy, and he ain't got no X and O's. So where does that you leave have him? to have at least one of them. You're one of the other. Yeah. One um, or the other. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the – the King schedule. They do get a few Eastern Conference teams coming up, but uh, the next game is in Denver, so you'd think that's probably a loss. And then they get Charlotte, Utah, and then they have a little Eastern Conference tour with the Knicks, Raptors, and Hawks. Um, so we'll see what happens, but I don't know. King's very disappointing so far. Yeah, um, I agree. One shout-out I want to give to D. Rose. He's been putting on a little clinical. My right? man's D. Rose. Despite, I told you D. Rose can play. Absolutely. I'm, I'd never say D. Rose can play. <laughs> But I thought the signing in Detroit was just like, ooh, like, what's he going to do? He, all he, he's good at driving. That's what he's, like, prone to now. He can't get up and over people. Now he's got to get around them. And how are you going to get around four bodies in the paint? Because Andre Drummond, Blake Griffin, uh, Semi, not Semi, what should I, uh, Siku Dumbaya, and um, not even Stanley Johnson. It's uh, Jody Meeks are on the three. No one's going to shoot. No one's going to guard him. Yeah. Detroit's – I don't know what's going on with Blake Griffin. Um, that's – I know you were you were so far you're a little more on the point with the Detroit situation than I was. I kind of thought Detroit was going to be a and Laker hasn't played yet, but um, I kind of thought Detroit was going to be more. 
like just doing their Eastern Conference, you know, six to eight slot, right, like just meddling, just kind of dance. But it's like it's getting a little scary in Detroit, like a little it's scary. good. It's what we need because you need that <laughs> that instant negativity. So they'll be like, all right. We just gotta just just get this out of my. But the just thing get is, away, go I, away. I don't even know how healthy Blake Griffin is anymore. I'm. A, I don't know what's going on. My inside sources say Blake Griffin is just waiting to get traded. You think? My inside sources. What are your inside sources? That. Blake, are you talking to Blake? Yeah, me and Blake got that connection. Okay, well. Yeah, I'd he like, said. I'd like you to share that information with me if you had it. Oh, we'll get him on the pod next week. Okay, fine. But yeah, I'm a little scared of Detroit. Like a little yeah, no, weird. Like they're they're looking like, weak. Yeah. Um and the thing is they don't have anything to rebuild with. Who what kind of trade market are your two top assets of yeah. DeAndre, of Andre Drummond and Luke Kennard? Who, who what are you gonna get for that? I was listening to Zach Lowe podcast earlier and he was kind of saying like um the two situations where you go full fledged Sixers process tank, it it happens one of two ways. Either you get absolutely heisted in a in a trade and you're just barren of assets a la the Brooklyn Nets or you kind or one of your superstars or your best players gets injured and you're now a mediocre team with kind of no assets and they would fall into the latter of those categories so I don't know if Blake Griffin's not healthy and they can't even trade him it's scary yeah it is it is very much so that but um We'll see. It will definitely be a situation to monitor. Um, we can't talk about disappointing teams without mentioning Golden State Warriors. What's going oh, on with yeah. the Warriors? What's going on with the Warriors? I don't know, I, but... I'm going to come out and say, my MVP pick, it's not looking good. It's not looking good. Um, <laughs> I picked Stephen Curry to win MVP. Um, I'll come out... I don't even know who I picked at this point. You picked Giannis. You went with the safe pick. But <laughs> Stephen Curry can't win MVP with... I mean, I'm not saying he... I'm not going to write him off. I'm, I'm going to stay in my pick. I think the Warriors will get the ship righted. But oh yeah, it'll take time to figure it out. They got such a different out of all the teams that had such a switch up in dynamic duos, they're probably second or third. Cause when these new guys came, a lot of it like Utah, the pecking order was defined. Like Mitchell was your top guy. There was kind of a knock, like an empty notch for the second guy that Mike Conley could fill in. And then Mike Conley just needs to facilitate and get like fifteen. Yeah. With, with the Rockets, Rockets would definitely be number one most to adjust because that's just too ball dominant. And the Warriors would definitely be second, in my opinion, because, like, they have so much to reconfigure because so much of the roster is switched around and so many different pieces are not there anymore. Yes. It just scares me how often I, – I, I watched um, I watched the second half of uh, the Thunder Warriors after it was already uh, – yeah, Thunder Warriors after it was already complete blowout. Um, and, like, you look up at the, at the game – and it's just crazy how often they're throwing players out there that just don't seem to belong in the NBA. Are you sure about that? I am sure. I mean, would Jacob Evans even get playing time on the Knicks? Would Yes, 100% yes. You think so? Yes, and he would probably get thrown into the point guard debate halfway <laughs> through the season. But I'm just saying, like, these are, like, these are bad players. I mean, no, I know Dam- mean, like, yeah. Damian Lee, like, he's not getting playing time on bad teams. I mean, Marcus Chris is... I mean, he's like a a reclamation project. They're they're yeah. not. They don't have good players. So, Seth Curry is unbelievable. D'Angelo Russell makes some plays out there still. Um, and Draymond Green does Draymond Green things, but I don't know, man. I don't know. They got absolutely shellacked by the Thunder today. Yeah, the Thunder. 
It's ridiculous. And Steph Curry's not even putting up like gaudy numbers we expected him to. He's getting, I think it's a clean 23, 4 and 4. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, three it's games, hard when, still, like, when they're just flocking to you. And, right, yeah, they can just ball hawk all they want. I mean, you trap you trap the screen, and it's like, what happens? <laughs> Willie uh, Cauley Stein's pulling up. Baby. Maybe. There's a few times where they did their kind of. The, the the signature Warriors, like, Draymond sets the screen, they trap Curry, Curry gives it to Draymond, Draymond, like, lot to Marcus Chris. That happened a couple times. But, like, you can't, there's no, like, kickouts. I mean, I saw some really ugly Jacob Evans threes, some really ugly Damian Lee threes. I didn't think those were possible. Jordan Poole threes not looking the best. Um, Jordan Poole was way too overhyped, the poor man. <laughs> I don't know. And it kind of it, it made me think like at what and it's it's really early they're not going to think this at, like right now but like at what point do the Warriors start thinking what can we get for D'Angelo Russell to like make this more of a more of a comfortable situation for Stephen Curry because D'Angelo yeah. Russell is like a really good player but he's he he just doesn't fit the Warriors like timeline right now I mean like. Yeah, he does not even fit the role in which he's in. He's a young guy. He's not going to be like, oh, okay, I guess Steph's the guy. He's going to be like, no, yeah, I'm going gonna, I mean, I, to get my shots and show my worth so I can get get out of here if I need to to be somewhere where I can be the star. He's averaging 13 points, though. Yeah, I mean, D'Angelo Russell's a really good it player. It just doesn't work. I just don't. Yeah. I mean, Clay Thompson's going to be back at some point. Like, Stephen Curry, you'd think, is going to retire a warrior. I mean, he's, like, on the older side. He's not super old. I think he's 31. He's 31. So he'll be there yeah. for four or five more seasons, like, at least. Um Nah, he'll he can progress. He'll he'll age well. No, I know. I'm just saying, like star star Stephen Curry. Okay, Um, yeah, fair enough. So it's like, what do you do with Angelo Russell? I think you kind of look, not yet, but you just start thinking. You start thinking around the league, like what kind of throw a little floaters out there. What kind of pieces can we get for like Angelo Russell? What kind of wing three and D pieces? What kind of maybe post players that can help us? Some stretch. You know, I don't even know yet. I haven't really brainstormed it, but I'm just thinking. And I think Warriors fans should be thinking this too. Do a little speed date and see see what's exactly. in the market. Exactly. Um, so yeah, you agree with me with that though? I do. Um, just off the top of your dome, the Warriors go on a little speed dating circle or circuit. Who do you think's the person <sighs> they come no away idea. with most impressed? I haven't really like looked into it that much, honestly. Um, I mean, like, what team would want a player like D'Angelo Russell? And what team would have some pieces that they that would be appealing to the Warriors? Um, I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't. I don't want to like pull stuff out of my ass. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, no, no trigger pulling. All right, I got you. I mean, you'd want like a three and D player, like maybe you'd want something like Jalen Brown, but that's kind of that situation solved. You would want something like Jalen Brown uh, or Robert Covington to a lesser degree, but you'd have to give up more. Yeah, or the, the the Timberwolves have to give up more, not the Warriors. Yeah, um, so I don't know. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, whatever. Anyway, just something to monitor. Um, Kelly Oubre. Kelly Oubre. Yeah, he's a player that I think could. It's weird. He's the, they're in a weird position. Um, I don't know. They are. I don't know. Yeah, it's a sticky yeah. situation, but it's a it's a very nice change of pace for people that watch the the league. Yeah, and. I, I have to give an initial shout down. I mean, not not shout down. An initial stock down for a group of people who are very dear to my heart, Phil. And they disappointed me. They disappointed <laughs> me this weekend. That is a stock down to the fans of the New York Knicks, okay? Their behavior at their game 
the home opener, may I add, yeah. against the Boston Celtics was shameful. Okay. I heard you were displeased. Very displeased. Them cha- there were rumblings. Them chanting, we want Frank, as Dennis Smith Jr. struggles on the court. It was, as it was, Dennis Smith clanks up another Clanks up, fouls, turns it over. He's played terrible. I know he has. But that is not the way to treat our players. Okay? Do you, I mean, do you think that Dennis Smith Jr. wants to be playing poorly? Do you think Dennis Smith Jr. wants to be missing shots and looking like he has no confidence out there? Of course he doesn't. I mean, listen, I am not a fan of booing or players unless it is for effort reasons, okay? Unless you're watching your team just blatantly not box out, blatantly not contest shots, blatantly not get back on defense. I mean, listen, we, we want Dennis Smith Jr. to be a good player, okay? Like, we want him to be a productive point guard for the Knicks, as Knicks fans. This is a guy, a young player, who needs a confidence boost. I, I tweeted this. He needs a confidence boost. He does not need his own fan base writing him off into the shadows already. And it wasn't like a Dennis the Jr. sucks. I'm not saying it was that. But it was, it was a sub shot at Dennis the Jr., okay? Yeah, and it's hard, for, it's hard for him to get in a rhythm in any game when he's playing barely more than 10 minutes. That is tough. And, like, I, I would like to see Frank a little bit too, but... Oh, yeah, but, like, think about... I mean, he's playing 10 minutes. Frank's playing barely any. The odds that they can... If they could just churn back the Alfred Payton hype that Fisdale sees in his fogged glasses, I they could easily find time for all of them. Yeah, they could. I'd like to see... I'd like to see them get a little bit more of a chance earlier in the game. Um, Alfred's been playing the best. Like, he, he has been. I'm not going to... Well, for sure, but he's been given the most opportunity for now. You're right. You're right. Frank hasn't even... Frank's touched the court for, like... Maybe a total of ten minutes. Yeah, there's there's no reason any of them should ever get a DMP. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that's that's the fact of the matter. I mean, Alfred Payne has played the best, but there's no reason Frank should not touch the court. I mean, like give him a five minute rotation. I know he's played like shit that first game, but like yeah, you, they played him two minutes and he or three minutes and he had like two turnovers. Yeah, no, I know. It's I mean, and anybody who played basketball know this. It's like you, you gotta get in the field. Yeah, and you go out there and like you play scared. You you feel like you make a mistake. You're gonna get pulled. Like. It's no way to play. It's never. Yeah, you're going to be so conscientious. Yeah, you're not going to be able to do anything. Never going to work. So you're never going to be able to load up, brother. Yeah. Listen, I mean, the Knicks are off to a tough start. Um, but that was. Just, I think their I management had... is just showing poor, poor. Yeah. Um, we'll have to watch it. But I, I had to get off that that off my chest. Uh, I hated to watch that. Cause I, I, I'm proud to be a Knicks fan. I think that we have a great fan base, even through all of the hardships we've gone through. But come on, guys, come on. And I, I'm, I'm your sure, hardship. I'm sure not too many Knicks question. fans are listening. What's up? What's up? Sorry. Um, I got another question. In our Nick haste, um, what would you say is the second team you follow most? Um, as kind of a as kind of a filler to like you know I can't like like it's sad to watch this like I need I need something else that's going on in my life. <laughs> um, like my second favorite team or like the team like if they're playing I want to watch them the most. Uh, I guess it's kind I guess, of the, I guess kind of the same both thing, of them, right? like second field. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing, honestly. I let, um, right now my second favorite team is the Pelicans. Honestly, for I, real. I, yeah, oh, okay. I love I love watching them play, even though they've lost all three games. Um, I love Lonzo Ball's game. I think you know who I'm gonna talk about, my man Brandon Ingram. I mean, oh man, he's he's just too good so far. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I. I just like um, the young players that they have, and they play really good defense. They move the ball well, and 
um, they're a fun team. I, I've enjoyed watching them. Um, I kind of pegged them as my team to watch for the season, and I'm going to continue doing it. All right. All right. How about you? What's your second team right now? Um, I got to roll with the Trailblazers just because they're so quirky, and it's just a beautiful match with the city. They just <laughs> embody all that Portland stands for, which is all kinds of wrong that work together to make a real nice kind of right. I feel that. Like their their roster is just torn down parts and, like, pieces that you're like, that's ah, not going to fit. Except, what are except, they doing? The, except for the two pillars that just stand strong. Oh, except for, yeah. yeah. But they find pieces that somehow they just configure and jiggle into place that, like, okay, yeah. Kent Bazemore, you're this now. And he's like, all right, cool, I'm a ride with it. And he's doing it well. Yeah. Hassan Whiteside stepping into his role, and he's doing it surprisingly well. Mm-hmm. I, I did that. not expect Hassan Whiteside to be their, their kind of anchor at the moment. I thought he was just kind of like, if we need to make a crazy trade – to suffice for Yusuf Nurkic. Hassan Whiteside's like the salary guy. Like, he'll, he'll be what we swap. But he's showing up right now, and it looks like he's going to stay, unless they want to trade for Blake Griffin, which will catapult them into the uh, stratosphere. Yeah, no, I feel that a lot. Uh, Portland's fun to watch. Dave Lillard's just, he's such a good guy. You know, he's, he's so he is a great guy. He's so loyal to Portland. He's such a good player. Um, they had a really nice win tonight against uh, Dallas on the road. Um, overcame. Dallas is looking so scary, and it's so sad. Porzingis scored thirty-two tonight. Oh, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. We'll get through can it. Can you imagine just just a sad, sad moment for a second? Can you imagine a rock-solid Porzingis after he's hit the weight room for a whole summer? Standing next to Mitchell Robinson, just hands, hand to hand, <laughs> wingspan stretched out. What's that? Neil Keena's next to him. <laughs> they formed a wall. You can't even get through to the to the other side of the court. Yeah, it's not impossible. Yeah, Taj Gibson could be on the other side. I don't know. You know, just they have the wingspan that will cover the entire. Where's court. RJ? He's got to be somewhere. We still have RJ. RJ. We still have RJ. Uh, wingspan wins games. You know that. So I'm looking for bigger wingspan. Uh, I know. Um. Anyway, yeah. So, now nah, I feel you. Portland's, Portland's a fun team, and they just always manage, manage to win games. So They're quirky. I love it. Nah, I love it, too. Um, I feel like I'm going to blast a cold brew into my mouth while I'm just watching the Blazers. <laughs> yeah. Um, West, West is fun. A lot, of, a lot of good teams in the West. Um, Portland's definitely one of them. So, uh, you know, those are just some of those teams that it was a fun, it was a fun first week. It was a fun first week, but uh, plenty more to watch out for. Plenty more to watch out for. Well, that will do that for episode two of the Hoop Scoop, um, breaking down the first week in the NBA. Looking forward to watching week two of the NBA. A lot of good games, a lot of good matchups, a lot of good players to watch. As always, thank you for watching. If you enjoyed um, this episode or our content, or you just want to hear me and Phil uh, banter for a little bit more, then uh, you know, follow us on Twitter, at Hoop Scoop. Smash that like button, baby. Smash that like button, baby. Retweet that, baby. Give us a listen. We're on all platforms, Spotify. Apple Podcasts, we're on the Anchor app, we're on Google Podcasts, all of it. Search us Hoop Scoop Pod, um, just Hoop Scoop actually. Um, and uh, thank you for listening. Uh, well, we, what do you got for us? So anything, anything? Nothing uh, much. Just, just carry on and spread the spread the good word of our Hoop Scoop Lord. <laughs> spread the good word, please. And thank you for tuning in for another scoop of the hoop. 